But I ask you, how many of you like to go back and do things over? And there's a couple of things I would do. How many's ever said, oh, oh, I wish I had fill in the blank? When I was a, a few years younger, I used to do these little rhymes, these little songs you would say. My wife will cringe when I say this, but I used to sing, if I had $10 million, I would not be here. I would be out chasing all those white-tailed deer. <laughs> Some of you will not forget, that was a teen challenge years ago, but uh, it, was, it was a desire I had to travel and hunt and go on hunts and, and be supported by somebody, some vendors, um, materials or, or whatever it was. But many of us wished a lot of things, and a lot of us wish our lives were a lot different. But, you know, I think that God has called you and, and he's using you where you are for, for a reason. Um, I'm going to read some people's names off to you and see if you're familiar with them. Vincent Van, Van Gogh. He was an artist, and he lived until he was 37. Ernest Hemingway, he was an author, and he lived till 61. Chris Benoit, anybody know him? Have we got any WWE fans in here? Okay. He was a wrestler. He was 40 years old. Alexander McQueen, he was 40 years old. Jovan Belcher, 25 years old. Marilyn Monroe, 36 years old. She was an actor. Robin Williams, 63. He was an actor. And Kurt Cobain. How many has ever heard of Kurt Cobain? I knew that a lot of you would have heard of him if you hadn't heard of the others. But every one of these people should have had something going on that should have made sense. Give them a reason for living. And, and in the eyes of everyone in the world, they had something that they had accomplished. Because they had accomplished a lot of things that, things that we hadn't accomplished. And so when you think about them, you think they have it all together. But you know the one thing that every one of them had in common, besides popularity and notoriety, Suicide. What is it? What is it about a man? Is it a, is it is it what you have that makes you feel worth? Is it what you've uh, experienced that gives you worth? Is it is it anything like that 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 really what life is all about? And when I think about us in general, a lot of us live a very fulfilled life, and a lot of us we wonder, what if? What if I went back and changed something from years ago, and and I could have a different outcome? These all took their lives, and for what reason, I wonder why. I wonder why they were depressed, why were they, they were lonely, why they were addicted, why they had all the problems that they had emotionally. Some of them, Robin Williams is known for being so humorous. Isn't it amazing that when you know someone who's very humorous and tell a lot of jokes and they're, oh, they're so funny and everybody cracks up at them, but they're usually, in their long time, they're very depressed, very oppressed. And I wonder if any of us ever feels that way. What if they're done... <clears throat> what if they had done in life, what had they done in life that somehow didn't show them fulfillment? Every one of these people were, were very wealthy. Every one of these people had great notoriety. And what would you take in your life to bring you fulfillment? What would, bring, what would it take in your life for you to find fulfillment? I said, I was, many years ago, I was just saying, if I had $10 million, I would not be here. I would be out chasing all those white-tailed deer. For some, for, how many heard the message in here Wednesday night about distractions? And my wife and I, when we would ride around, what would we do? We couldn't afford to do anything, so we'd go riding around looking for deer. And we would be riding around, and I'd often, how many times did my wife slap my hand down? When I say, look, look over there. 
It was something that she had no interest in, but I did. But what would have happened in my life if I had that? And that's all I began to pursue. Maybe not to you, but, but to me, I felt like that would have been something that was very fulfilling at the time. And now I realize that I was at home with my wife and my kids and the most, most, most fulfilling. What would bring fulfillment in your life? Influence, things, popularity, fame, position, money, time, a long life. None of those things ever, none of those things can possibly make all the difference in your life. They cannot bring you fulfillment. They can bring you at times of it and seasons of it, but everything gets old. And everything has a tendency to, uh, to wax insignificant. Man has searched for all eternity to find the answer to this. Man has never been, ever, has never been the answer. Have you ever known a, a woman who thinks that a man is going to be her answer? And they think that they'll have all their life together. And I was, I know a pastor back in Kentucky and he was married for about 30 years, 25 years to his wife. And, and after a little while, it, it dissipated or whatever, because while he was married to his wife, he was dating his, his sister-in-law. Thank you. How many of y'all see me eyeballing that? Just because I can't talk doesn't mean I can't walk, all right? Some of us can talk and walk in here. That was a joke. Okay. But his name, I won't tell you his name, but he, he lived for a long time with his wife, and he was unhappy, and he thought that someone else would make him so much more com, com, compassionate and, and so much more energetic. He ends up divorcing his wife after he gets removed from the church, and he marries this woman, his sister-in-law, and it was amazing. It was amazing for four weeks. Four weeks, she left him. We all have a tendency, if we're not careful, to fall into the trap of thinking something means will bring the fulfillment of life, and it can't. A woman will not bring you fulfillment, and neither will a man. They can help, and you can share it, and you can enjoy life with them, but they will not be all your answers to everything in life. Go to Mark, Mark chapter 8 and verse 36. There's a man by the name of, well, I won't mention his whole name. We'll call him Jimmy. And uh, I've mentioned him before. But many things in his life, from the outside, everyone would have thought he had nothing else to live for. He had anything at his disposal at his hands. Anything he wanted, anything he desired, any place he wanted to go, anything meant something. But I remember talking to my dad once, and he said, Marvin, I would give every, every penny I had and anything I had to have the complete peace that you have. I'm in turmoil all the time. My dad tried and tried to lead him to the Lord, and he couldn't, couldn't come to grips with it, but he was so miserable. And verse 36 says, you know what, Mark and Luke do not read anything alike. Okay. For what shall it profit a man if he, should, if he should gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or shall a man give in exchange for his soul? And I've thought about that so many times. I've never spoken on this. I've never thought about it too much other than in passing and, and making mention of it. But what would a man give in exchange for his own soul? 
What is it? The most valuable thing you have on this earth, you've heard me talk about this before, is the time. And the time is what you do with it. And how important is time in your life? Every one of us measure uh, value in time. But even beyond that, what's more important than that is your soul. Gain the whole world, the things that we think would bring us true happiness, the man, that woman, the position in life, a, a, new, posi- a, new, a new job with, with great benefits, a new job with great uh, increase in pay. It's amazing how we think that we would. What would a given man give in exchange? Verse 37 says, For what shall a man give in exchange for his own soul? And what would you give in exchange? What would you give in exchange? Have you ever wished for a second chance? Boy, I know this place. I may ask you that that in the past week. But I know that there are many people in here that wish you could have a second chance. You don't have to nod your head. You don't have to throw your hands up. I know. And there are people in here that wish they had it. They would do things differently. They would do things over. And wish they could go back in life. Ecclesiastes chapter 5. Verse 15, verse 15 says, naked you came from your mother's womb, and naked, naked you shall return. It's amazing that our Billy Graham, I was listening to Billy Graham yesterday, and he was talking about some of the similar things I am, but he was talking about, this is back in the 70s, you've never seen a millionaire go to, go to their grave site in a hearse with a U-Haul on the back. Every one of us, the quicker you realize that everything that you have does not, does not make you a person, does not bring fulfillment, it's okay to enjoy. And I enjoy a lot of things. But there's a lot of things I know I would not enjoy if I didn't have a peace in my heart. Do you have peace? You can have the, the nicest of things but have no peace. And you, you always left, and the same with ones I mentioned in the beginning, with Robin Williams and them. They sit and they wonder and they w- wonder what would I have had or, or what would have happened or, or maybe nobody told them about Jesus. And, and so they often think something's wrong with them. And I think that actually that's the reason that they commit suicide. Someone we think of successful today is a young man by the name of Mark Zuckerberg. Some of you don't know who that is, but how many of you know who Mark Zuckerberg is? He's probably the second richest man in America or something like that. He has um, so, many, so many billions of dollars, but it doesn't bring him peace. Mark, Bill Gates, it can't bring you peace. Go to Matthew chapter 13. I'd like to have uh, Billy come up here for a second. I'd like to Bobby Joyner to come up here for a second. I'd like Michael Redcloud to come up here for a second. They can just stand here, I guess. My guys are on security I'm looking for. Smiling real big, but who would have ever thought? I could name several more. I could have a lot more people come up here. But these guys were kind of known. Probably the least amount is known by this guy. and But I've known him for many years, and I've known all the uh, turmoil he may have had basically on the inside, whether he believed or didn't believe. 
And I know that a set of parents back in the back row that they had such a desire and many times have prayed and many times have had us pray on behalf of their son. On behalf of their son. This guy, wow. If everything, if everything was known here that he'd ever been involved in done, you'd all say, wow. And this guy to hear him talk, say something, Bob. What do you want me to say? There you go. <clears throat> This guy has a lot to say just in his presence, obviously. <laughs> There's a lot to be said. There's a lot to be said. But one thing I'll say, one of the things I'll say is that this Jesus they give their heart to, when they gave their heart to him, it was something that it happened on the inside. It was, it was something on the outside too, but it was something on the inside. I remember, don't take this wrong, Michael, but I remember when I got all over Michael's nerves. Now, I know still, I may still get on a nurse, but he don't tell me anyway, okay? But I know I could just get around him. I, I feel like I'd back off. I don't want to get on his nerves. And Bill, he's just been all over me. And Bobby's just been patient with me. But they're all three uniquely different. But it was nothing less. It couldn't, they could have been a Robin Williams or anybody else that we mentioned earlier. But they found something that, greater than they ever could have thought could happen in their life. There's nothing any greater that can happen than to walk with, than to walk with Jesus. I was going to say more, but I thank you and I appreciate you very much. All right. <clears throat> a relationship with Christ, a relationship with Christ is found in denial of self. I remember when Billy was in my office that that Sunday and whatever day it was, one of Sundays through the week, and he had been struggling with different thoughts and worthy and everything else and I remember praying with him and instantly and I didn't feel it I didn't get goosebumps I didn't feel the heebie-jeebies as you call them I felt pray him Zach and me and we prayed over him and instantly he looked at us and he said it's gone and I'm not going to go into detail what it was but he felt the freedom that he, that he always was searching for it was only through denial of self and and the honesty of to admit that he needed a savior to forgive a forgiver, and a purpose that's higher than itself. In Matthew 13 and verse 44 through 46, said, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a treasure in a field. When he is, and I've thought about this so many times, a treasure, there's a gift, there's a field, a, a place of investment, and a place you could, I've, I've often thought about if I found a treasure, I'd give them all the money for it and go there. But he has totally consumed with finding something of value in this field. <clears throat> Let me just read it. The which, when, he, when a man hath found, he hideth, and for the joy thereof goeth and selleth all that he hath, and buyeth that field. And again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a merchantman, seeking goodly pearls, who, when he has found one pearl of great price, when he sold it, when he sold all that he had, and he bought it. There is something so unique about Christ that comes into your life and gives you fulfillment and gives you an, an expected end. Did you ever notice that you didn't value Christ until you found him? How many ever valued anything to do with church? Or maybe you came as a routine. Oh, that was good. I was glad to be there. But it was nothing inside that gave you an intimacy. And you never found value for Christ until you finally came to him. I often wonder what these different people would have found, what it would have been like if they met Jesus. 
I want Vincent Van Gogh would have painted and drawn more pictures and, and things about the grace of God. And Ernest Hemingway, he, would, he wrote novels about God's grace and his wonderful, and his wonderful works. Chris Benoit, the wrestler, I don't know. Um, football player, I don't know. Could you imagine Kurt Cobain had given his life into the Lord at 27 instead of committing suicide at 27? What would have been the differences and what would, what would have been the outcome? How many people in America would have sat back and went, wow, look at the great things that God has done in his life. Let me tell you, there's a great battle right now. I don't, I don't know much about this guy, but I know a little bit. There's a guy by the name of uh, Justin Bieber's. Have you ever heard of Justin? How many of you like him? Well, okay. Uh, everything about him is worldly, has always been known as worldly. He had everything in this, this whole world, and he was miserable. He was miserable. He's had relationship after relationship and, and failure after failure. But about a year ago, he started going to see these different preachers I've heard of. Rich Wilkerson down in Florida, he went to see him. He started hanging around with Carl Lentz and, and different ones he started hanging with. And for the first time in his life, he's slowly, slowly beginning to grasp what a purpose is. He still sings the kind of music, country or whatever it is he sings. Uh, but, but he's... He's actually starting to see a difference in his life and a purpose for his life. Now, a lot of people throw him under the bus because he still sings his concerts, and, and I don't know much about him. But I want to tell you this. How many of us would have been wanted to, th wanted to be thrown under the bus when we first got saved? How many of us had a lot of rough edges around us? It was a process of time when the Lord saved us and he set us free, but he began to, to continue to work in us after we were there. A life changer, a purpose maker, a direct a direction giver, giving up everything to pursue of him. Whenever I was uh, quite a bit younger, I worked at Teen Challenge in several years and pastored several years, and and um, I, I was beginning to wonder my purpose in life. And I remember, I'll be honest with you, I mentioned this once before. I think when I was about 38, 40 years old. I had a uh, menopause moment, a midlife crisis, men, what's it called? Yeah, men, menopause. Oh, okay, a midlife crisis, and it wasn't like that one. Anyway, it was about, I thought, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. Uh, but now that I have your attention, Tad, uh, I begin to judge myself and think that I missed it. I don't know what life really was all about. I'm my brother and different people, and and I begin to doubt, wonder what kind of man I was, and was it worth it, and was I investing in the right things? And time went on, and this went on. This is a short period of time it went on, but I do know this: that God began to speak to me that you have so much more to offer than just tangible things. And if you're pursuing the dollar, there's nothing wrong with being wealthy. Be careful what you pursue because it will warp your sense of thinking and it will, it will damage your sense of accountability to yourself and to your family. What I learned from God is that if I keep him first, he, seems, he has the tendency to, to have a knack of, of giving things back to me. Let me tell you what, God, go to 1 uh, Corinthians 2. 
You see, most of my life, I didn't think that God really was interested in, in my life, <clears throat> me individually, and, and, just <clears throat> and, and just in general. But after that time, when I was about 30 years old, 40 years old, I began to find out that God really had an interest in me. And I began to trust him in things I never trusted him before. I began to see him do things in my life I never seen before. And in your life, you may be here and you may think this God thing isn't for you, this Jesus thing isn't for you. Uh, you've been listening to some wrong things or maybe just listen to yourself. And, and, but let me just tell you what God thinks about you. Verse 9 says in chapter 2, But as it is written, I have not seen nor hear heard nor have ever entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them. What kind of things? Go to verse 10. But God hath revealed them to us by his spirit. The spirit searcheth all things, even, yes, the deep things of God. Even, well, I've got multiple thoughts going through my mind. If you're an inventor and you in due time, if you seek God on behalf of your inventions, he will give you the right invention. He would give you the right way to see things. Throughout my life, I always thought, some of you may feel this way and you may have grown up thinking this way, but if you're going to be happy in Jesus, you've got to be the uh, brokest person in the world. Uh, just get by. Thank bless God, you know, he's good to me. I'll just get by. And I always kind of thought that way, even though I wasn't taught that. But I really believe that God wants us to understand he has great things in store for us. And I know he has for my life. And I know he does for my, wife, my wife's life. And I'll tell you this. Some of you who are in here are struggling with things. God, his, his desire is for good things, positive things, greater things than you can even imagine in store for you. In verse, in chapter 3 of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 3. Now to him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly all that we ask or think. According to the power that worketh in us. According to the power. Do you understand that, that within you is something unique and something higher and something that's greater than, than anything you could ever possibly do? I believe with all my heart that every one of these people that I mentioned in the beginning, if they had Jesus Christ working in their heart and working in their life, they could have done so much more than they ever could have imagined. But yet they were stuck with what was inside them, and they were stuck with their natural ability, and it drove them crazy. And it drove them to a place of suicide because they didn't think there was anything beyond them. And maybe you're here this morning, you have a, a lot of things in your mind, and, and you think that maybe God is or God isn't for you. I'll tell you, he is. He is. We're going to play a song here in a minute, but I'm going to tell you a story. And I'll ask this. What are you selling yourself for? What are you selling yourself for? Is it a, what you drive or, or the position that you have or, or you want everybody to ooh and ah? And the sooner you realize the sooner you realize that nobody cares, and not in a bad way, but nobody cares who you are, what you are, what your position is, but they care what you are. There's something about us when we seem to, to stand out in the crowd because we don't compromise, we don't give in to things, we don't do other th certain things in, in our life that they, maybe they're doing yours, that they, you know, maybe in theirs, but they value what you have to say. 
There was a little boy. This is a true story. I heard a man speak this. There was a little boy when he was 11 years old. He was doing chores around the house. How many knows what chores are? How many kids do not know what chores are? It's not something you eat, but anyway. anyway. He did chores at the house, and, and this was back, way back in the day. And he would get 50 cents a week for doing his chores. And he'd be feeding animals, taking a trash out. I don't know what it entailed, but that's what he got, 50 cents a week. And every Friday night, he would go down to the theater, and, and he would go into the theater, and he got in for a quarter. Now, we were talking a long time ago, okay? Or, uh, but, but pay a quarter to get into the movie theater. And then after he would get in there, he would look, he'd have a quarter left over to look for all the goods he could buy. So he'd walk in there, and quarter uh, quarter would buy five candy bars. So you know he done what every 11-year-old boy would do. He would go in there and buy five candy bars and, and go to the movie. Sounds smart to me, doesn't it, you? Unless you're a girl. And a girl wouldn't want to do that. Okay, let's move along. So he started going down there, and all of a sudden he had his birthday. He had his birthday that week. He was so excited. He had his birthday. And he, went, he was faced with a dilemma. He had 50 cents, but when you turned 12, your price went up to 35 cents a ticket. And he was faced with a dilemma. They didn't know he had a birthday. He still looked like a living year old last week. So went ahead and paid them for the ticket for an 11-year-old. They gave him the quarter, and he went, went gave him the quarter, and he took it to the quarter, went in, went and bought five more candy bars. He was ecstatic. He was. He thought he was pulling over on him. He got home, went home to tell his dad, and he was bragging on himself. Dad, you're not going to believe what I've done. I got by with it, man. I bought the five, got five candy bars again. His dad just let him talk. He said, son, would you sell the price of your soul for two nickels? This little boy who was, was 12 years old who was elated that he got by with something as minuscule as that. But he began to value from that time on the value of his soul. What would you give in exchange for your soul? What would you give in exchange for all the things you um, could have done to have something different? We're going to play a song by 33 Miles, if you get that ready. And listen to this song about the value of your life. I'd like you to bang your heads with me. So many times we think that there's certain things that will make us happy, but they're not going to. Only through relationship with Christ are we ever content. Only through relationship with Christ and work in their life can we, do we really understand what life is about. So if you're thinking about that lady at work or that lady at, at the gas station or that girl on the way, wherever she is, is your answer to something bigger and better. You need to wise up and listen and get some things in order before you make that big jump. If you think that guy is, is worth all that you're willing to sacrifice for. You better think twice before you make that jump. And you may be in another category. It may be a finances, maybe popularity, maybe fame. I don't know what it is. 
Maybe it's just pride. But none of this, you're in a bad place to be. You're unhappy in every moment. And you're searching for answers. Suzanne, Michael, and Billy, and Bobby Joyner come up and simply say, they've been out doing their own thing before. There's never understanding. Well, life is all about. But for the first time in their life, there's some more clarity and understanding than there ever has been in the past. If you're here this morning, you don't know Jesus. Maybe you fought around the, the idea and kicked it around and, and always seemed to manage to escape another successful escape from a church service without ever giving your heart to the Lord. I pray today is not one of them.